Okay, so the evening at Kiku's restaurant, Rice, is winding down. Some of the satisfied guests leave behind the items of value in their appreciation, a bundle of prime firewood here or a rare packet of spices there. Others head to the kitchen, relieve the sous chefs, and begin arduously cleaning. The grateful restaurant staff grab a bottle of sake and head to a private booth. Kiku looks content with all this, but her expression turns to business again as she addresses the party. She says, all right, 48 fucking hours to let fish out back is beyond saving. Are we doing this shit tonight or do you want to rest up on it? Uh, she takes the final drag from Quill's pipe and hands it back to him. And just to <clears throat> clarify, that uh, Quill's pipe there is Pappy's good stuff, right? So she's also now blazed. <laughs> I don't know, Quill, is it is it pretty strong stuff? I mean, I don't think that it's going to be something that's like, it's not going to get her like markedly high. Yeah. I'll let you set the con save DC for her, and then she'll roll. Okay. I mean, I have never con saved for it, but maybe I'm just like... Your tolerance is so high. Right, right. I can just rip rip a massive bowl. <laughs> Not care. <laughs> I like it when you rip when you drink something in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you want me to, do you want me to set a con save for it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, all right. Let's I mean, see. she hasn't had this stuff ever, right? So, yeah, she seems like she knows things, but probably not. Okay, not of Pappy's variety. Yeah, you, you you've got it set. The good head. shit. Yep. All right, she has a plus two to con. I'm gonna roll d20 here, and she got a ten. <laughs> Ty Ty goes to the roller. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah her uh, pupils widen for a second and then she uh <laughs> she catches herself is the is the yep that's good shit going in the direction of more high or less high, less high. <laughs> yeah i would say that she's not impaired she looks at you and she's like "Woo, that shit that's good shit that almost got me quill i'd probably look towards quill as to whether or not We'd be doing this thing tonight or or later, since you seem to be pretty interested in Kiko. I would say that I'm like passive. I'm just like I'm just excited to be in the presence of this, in my opinion, very cool halfling person who happens to be female. I'm interested in that, and so I'm I'm like more. I'm figuring that we're gonna I'm gonna be led because I'm. I'm a pretty passive dude, I would say. All right, Bazal, do you want to push some sushi? Uh, Bazal kind of takes stock of her hit points and spell slots and Baric inspirations. <laughs> uh, she's a little tired at the moment, but she would participate if we think that it's best to just do it tonight. But she is she is pretty tired. She's gassed, one might say, from the events of earlier. It sounds like we have time to do it, like, after a rest. Uh, yeah, it's, um, the, the longer you wait, probably it might be a little more challenging, but not, not impossible to move this fish. Could we try both nights? I mean, is there a reason we can't do it twice? Get, like, a partial success tonight, and then... Or maybe we just generate, like... We could spend the rest of the evening advertising for tomorrow night, too. Yeah, I mean, because it's 
because it's night it's like at close of this business and yeah it's like it's like evening because there's still people here people respect the curfew pretty pretty closely and the curfew is coming up mm -hmm. and so we'd have to like have this clandestine operation during curfew dodging people or we could make or we could plan and rest Ooh. I, I like that uh guys maybe we should figure out like wh how we're gonna do this and stuff and then we can rest because bazelle's looking pretty uh well not to say she's not looking good because bazelle always looks good but she's not looking <laughs> good um what, what do you think uh what do you think Al? sounds good to me i'm uh i'm free to i whatever whatever yeah. And again, uh, no, no, no offense, Bazel. <laughs> Bazel's just pretending not to hear you at that point. She's just looks the other way because she is quite tired. But also, come on, man. Doesn't want to acknowledge <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we stay at the Ash Fort? I heard there's good views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, is there? Is that like the place that we would stay? I haven't I haven't really looked Penthouse 15 is that is that a like where where would it where would somebody stay is there an inn or is that the Ashford We've we've talked about how all I can think when you guys say Penthouse 15 is penis right We've had this ah! conversation like the Pen so. 15 club Oh penis <laughs> Penthouse 15 <laughs> all I hear is penis I'm like why do we name that penis <laughs> Well, you didn't name like, it. What I, is... I named it. I named it Penthouse 15. <laughs> Kiku, uh, so yeah, if you're if you're asking about places to stay, um, yeah, there's a. Uh, I mean, the, it's getting kind of late, I guess. There's there's Mama's Hearth. She runs. Mm. Uh, she runs so, sort of a sort of a B and B kind of an end situation. I mean, I've got room here. You know, you could we just be like posting up in the fucking you know booths and shit but i mean y'all don't look that discerning <laughs> it seems like that'd be fine i take offense to that ma'am <laughs> <laughs> she kind of looks at you quizzically as really okay i am not discerning <laughs> i'll i'll stay here no that works for me oh yeah i'm happy to stay here Wait, have we talked about how we're gonna whack a bunch of guards tomorrow, or or is that later? Just, whoa, holy shit! You guys are gonna kill these guards? <laughs> I mean, these are whoa, like, wait, yo! Who said kill? We just need to sneak past them. That's all I was thinking. But what does whack mean? It means kill, but on the down low. <laughs> I'm learning a lot on my on my ventures. <laughs> You would, you made a good enough impression for sure with Galandro that there, there's a lot of room in the Ash Fort too, if if you wanted to post up there. I think we should post up in the Ash Fort because I think that the Ash Fort might be might answer some big questions for us. I think potentially three or four big questions. One, uh, what's happening with the cauldron? Two, can we trust? this community with some of the information about the giant's hands that we learned about. Three, 
can we trust this community with the information that we've come from a different plane of existence? Uh, and four, this guy and or his compatriots have the most information about the interdimensional travel that's going to get us home uh, via the artifact in the White Spire. Rick's eyes perk up when we talk about the artifact in the White Spire. Are you trying to keep that to yourself, Rick? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say okay. not trying to be noticingly. He's just more like, oh, he's back locked in to this conversation. Got it. Whimsical self is no longer whimsical. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Yeah, I like that idea. Cool. So you guys are heading back to the ash fort? Let's do it. Quill might be late. <laughs> Begrudgingly. <laughs> His soul is crushed. Yeah. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> I gather my pack, which I had Im- immediately put into a booth. <laughs> it's all he's like on a bedroll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like totally it was unpacked. It's like <laughs> super jacked to stay at rice. Uh as you guys head out, uh you hear Kiku's voice. She's like, wait, wait. Oh, Quill, I uh hey, you, you forgot something. She comes over oh. and uh um comes close to you and like whispers in your ear. Uh oh. don't forget your pipe. <laughs> she puts your Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. pipe back in your hands. Whoa. I, don't, I don't think you ever took it. I'm not, I'm not sure if you did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quill's just like, I'm leaving. I, t- I take just... it from her and I say, Thank you. I almost <laughs> forgot that. <laughs> and now he's yeah. fucking bricked up. And I, <laughs> I turn and I walk hurriedly away. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you leave the uh, mixed smells of rice behind you as the fish continues to go bad into the night. Uh, you sort of make your way across the uh, carts and commons in Whitehaven, the open space. People are like packing in for the night. Whatever sunlight is left in the Shadowfell, which is minimal at this point, is pretty quickly uh, depleting. And you see guards, people just like, you know, coming out of houses that live in Whitehaven that are sort of like inscripted militia that work the city walls. They're saying goodbye to their families and they're, they got these long, sharp halberds and they kind of hustle off towards the walls. You uh, find yourselves in front of the ash fort again with the truck nuts knocker hanging on giant wooden doors in front of you. Uh, Rick walks up and coddles those truck nuts and then uh, pulls it back and lets go. <laughs> so it knocks once. <laughs> okay. Glander opens the door and like shakes his head. He's like, I don't know why everybody coddles him. It's just a knocker. <laughs> just knock. You don't even have to touch the balls. You can just knock in the wood. It doesn't matter. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. You, you need a place to stay? I, I, I thought you might come back. Yeah, we were uh, we were told there's uh, plenty of rooms here. and So, yeah, would love, love a place to stay. Thank you. Yeah, there's, common, there's, there's like a common space. Um, there's cots kind of hanging out. Bed rolls on the ground. Is there anywhere a little more private? Uh, someone like me? <laughs> yeah, there are some private. Let me think. Um, I mean, there's like some bathrooms and some closets. Uh, there's like an outdoor deck that, that serves as kind of a watch post looking west towards the cauldron. I may hang out on the on the deck tonight, if that's okay. Yeah, it's cold. 
Does does everybody sleep in the same room, including like him? Uh, yeah. Everybody that works there sleeps. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's like a big common area. So you went to, you guys went to Rice. Was it good? I've been hearing good things. People are crazy about it. Kika's doing good good work out there. Yeah, Quill seems to like it a lot. It was pretty good. Big fan. Big fan. Have you guys? I mean, we might be able to get you, you and all your friends, like a sneak, a sneak taste if you're so inclined. <laughs> okay. That's Dane laughing, not Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. We haven't like. I mean, I think, I think only a couple of us have had time to get out there. We're kind of, you know, we're into the candle at both ends. What if we like, you know, brought rice to you, so to speak? Would that okay. would that be helpful? I mean, that way you guys you wouldn't have to leave your work, and you'd still get to experience all that rice has to offer. Yeah, he looks around and uh, sees like all the nice, like you know, what counts as nice for them, scientific equipment that they've sort of gathered and are trying to keep clean, and it's like a place of science. He looks he looks a little uh, a little concerned at that thought, but go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Oh, <laughs> fourteen. He's like, yeah, I don't know about you're sort of talking in code. What do you mean, bring the fish here? Are you are you saying like do a restaurant here? Or? Well, we we would you know we could work out a special deal where we could uh, bring the fish uh, to you that was made there, and like you know feed you guys the fish, uh, and it'd be the same fish that they have at rice. It's just you know we'd have it pop, here. So you pop can up restaurant. Working. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Pop, pop up rice. He's like, oh, so you're just describing like a carryout. Like you bring, you just bring food to the to the boys here. That is effectively what we're, this is me asking. That is what we're actually doing, right? That would, yeah. to me, to me that Sounds would like move. Delivery. Yeah. To, to me, that would move some of the fish. I mean, yeah. That sounds, sounds good. Better than that. I like it. Yeah. 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 We well, could just uh, this whole town. We could deliver yeah. sushi. <laughs> Dude. Continuing on a theme. So, I guess I have a question. What do we need to bring back to her as payment? Like, what do I need to get out of this transaction? Right? Like, because we've decided there's no money. Yeah. Maybe I'm just like, hey, like, you may owe a favor to to the proprietor of rice or, or, you know. You guys are doing a favor for Kiku because this fish is going to go bad pretty pretty soon. So it, it won't be edible in 48 hours. So if you can move it, she'll consider it not to be a wasted uh, endeavor because it will have gotten into mouths and spread like word of mouth that, it's, that it tastes good. And she'll gain standing in the community. That's how I'm thinking of it. Okay. Yeah, but it, it is a lot harder. So it's an, adver- it's an advertisement. <laughs> It's like a free sample in Costco. We're the free yeah. sample guys. Yep. Cool. Got sure. it. Come on board. Yep. Delivered yep. by Uber Eats. Yeah. We're we're starting our own Uber Eats company. <laughs> Need to make a play on that at some point. I'll think of one. Okay. How many guards are there? There are. So good question. So um, have you been like watching? Do you think Brazil's been kind of, kind of clocking the town activity? You haven't been here for very long. Definitely haven't been there very long. I do think that the walk 
during curfew from Rice to the Ashford. Yeah. Bizell, especially knowing that the next night, Bizell is going to have to potentially sneak around past guards, yeah. gives her a reasonable reason to like do that, to at least like look at the guards. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't think she's like studying their movements, but like. Yeah. I think. Um, I think is it two or is it 20? <laughs> yeah. As you're, we'll, we'll do a retrograde perception check here. All right. Watching the the guards pathing path thing so you can yeah. duck behind them. <laughs> Ten. Ten, okay. There are a fair amount. Like, the city has invested a lot of its manpower toward manning the walls. Much more with a ten, I don't think, unless you ask Galandro a more specific question. Hey, Galandro, are the guards allowed to eat during their night shifts? How does How do they get to eat? Everything's closed, so, like, mm-hmm. you know. Are they hungry or what? Yeah, I imagine they are pretty hungry. Do you happen to know any guard? I mean, I'd love to do do them a solid and, and bring them some food, maybe say tomorrow night. Um, do you know any guards that I could like just sort of talk about the plan before it happens and kind of see if I can, you know, convince him that's a good grease idea? The, grease the wheel a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, th- I need to corrupt the local police, please. Thank you. <laughs> they're all they're all decent folk for sure. Some are better than others. I think some people have families that pack them a little bit of food to get them going through the night. But you're right, there's not really access to food at night, so they're kind of just getting by on the night shift. Seems like they'd be able to guard better from you know things That's- like illegal markets at night and you know, other clandestine activities if they were full instead of hungry. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'll tell you what, I know, oh, this is kind of an important secret. I don't know if I know you that well. Are you sure? And she just kind of looks at him and smiles, <laughs> tries to give him a little bit of that bazelle charm. Okay. I think I think we know each other pretty well. <laughs> You've already done some checks. Does anyone else want to kick in on this? I would love to re-roll a fucking persuasion. Can I read all the persuasions, <laughs> yeah. please? Thank you. I need to redeem yep. my fucking build. <laughs> there we go. Fuck yes. 28. <laughs> Woo. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I thought to, you to assist, I, I mean, I can throw my, like, <laughs> I, I, I literally walked up and I said, yeah, you can you can trust us. And there, that changed his whole demeanor. <laughs> that's, that's all it took. Right? Yeah. That's all it took. Me saying, yeah. yeah. The very earnest halfling. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He sees Quill is like glowing for some reason now after coming back from Kiku's yeah. restaurant. Um, <laughs> it kind of puts him at ease. Uh, he says, "Yeah, you know, you've you've um, you've done us a solid already with uh, bringing with bringing our our boys home. There's a guard tower to the southeast of the Ashfort. So." He tells you that there are two main guard towers that are named that have a lot of presence and activity. There's one to the northeast that's called Sky Gaze. It's so named because that points towards Cougar Rock and their frost beaks. And there is a tower to the southwest uh, called Red Watch Tower, which is pointed towards the cauldron. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of guard presence at those two towers in town. And they do they do patrol a little bit. Uh, he says, yeah, there's two um, two guys that are uh, I don't want to say they have loose morals, but they're they're pretty easily motivated, especially if you're bringing them food. 
there's a, there's a tower to the southeast of the Ash Fort. They are mainly responsible for the two guards are named Rory and Kent. Okay. He says, I bet you could, I bet you could loosen them up and then you might have access to that, to that tower for a period of time. Is there anything special about this guy gaze tower? Nope. It's just, it's just the, the position makes it uh, the kind of the ideal spot to watch, to, to keep an eye out for frostbeats because it seemed like they were kind of posturing for a little while towards potentially being a military threat. So we focused some of our guard activity to that tower and called it and given it the name. So the plan is we bring them the fish then. Is that what we're going for? I am a big believer in finding someone to help you paint the fence. So it seems like Rory and Kent might be able to walk around and deliver the fish to the rest of the guards for us. So like I think idea. we could get them to deliver fish as sort of payment for us delivering them fish. And who knows, maybe we could get the, you know, Roy and Kent, they could set up a little shop there, maybe like a hub, you know, call it Grub Hub, and then all the other guards just uh, order from them, right? And then it's not their food that they're making, but, you know, like a middleman. We could collect like one one one-hundredth of a favor each time they use our idea to deliver the food to them. <laughs> and eventually we'd have a ton of favors, right? I mean, and nobody would notice. It's just one one hundredth of a favor. Like, of course. You know, we could create a favor coin. <laughs> <laughs> to, keep track of, to keep track of it a little bit better. <laughs> I was thinking maybe we could... That seems cumbersome. I'm out. <laughs> maybe write... IOUs on paper. <laughs> you could write on on pieces and then you have of like paper. the number, but your favorite. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna pay you 100 IOUs. <laughs> we could get a briefcase and put them in. We can carry our our favors around in briefcases. <laughs> He's totally See, lost, Andrew. He's like, this is making fucking sense to me. <laughs> Well, this is a great idea. Rory and Kent seem like they would love Grubhub. I guess we'll just have to go talk to them. Yeah. You could you could set that up, right? You know them? Yeah. Uh, sure. If you guys... I guess we could head to that guard tower. They're usually kind of hanging around. Well, yeah, we have those cell phone rocks, too. We could like set up a, a, like a phone service to get, to get sushi delivered to people. Oh, We're like coming in and brilliant. destroying yeah. this like utopia. capitalism yeah we're like oh let's just bring all these yeah that's that's exactly what we're doing they go from utopia to fucking uber eats (laughs) it just destroys their entire real fucking quick (laughs) yeah it does seem easier to understand though does it not (laughs) i mean yeah uh so so it seems like we've tackled most of the fishmongering we can do at the ash fort is there other Fazel, did you have any other goals in mind when you know from coming back here uh i did part of the reason i'm i'm sleeping out on the deck is to spread our eyes and ears a little bit oh and give us a chance to see what's happening at the ash fort and try to to understand the answers to some of those questions. 
Great idea. I'm going to do the same. Are there any booths around here that I could sleep in? <laughs> you look around and there are kind of bedrolls and cots strewn about. Okay. Is there a table that I could sleep under? I just want to really get back in the zone of what? <laughs> what? Of rice. Yeah. I'm like thinking, yeah. I just can't stop thinking about my opportunity at rice that has slipped through my fingers. Yeah. There's a. Yeah, there's um, there's like work work benches, work tables you could sleep under. All right, I'm gonna go sleep under a work table. <laughs> I'm like in bliss, just yeah. Rick just grabs a a corner bunk, or bedroll, I should say. Okay, yeah. Compared to the uh, relatively more lavish exterior of the building, the interior is pretty stark. Um, just like stone floors with a couple of sparse rugs here and there, and really basic cots, bedrolls. Oh, there's not really very many windows. You so dicks it's... adorn the inside of the building? Not as much, no. <laughs> yeah, there, there's the occasional, like, phallic torch that you can carry <laughs> around. Yeah, it's, it's plain around the inside, for sure. Workbenches, people kind of, like, tinkering away at stuff pointlessly. So Bazell is sleeping on the deck outside mm-hmm. for privacy. Is anyone watching the cauldron at night? Yeah. Who is watching Cauldron? Uh, it would be tough for you to see from where you're at. You you see like the tops of a couple of guard like, helmets. Oh, I, I thought from, I thought they had that deck so they could watch the Cauldron at all times. The deck is off of the Ashford building itself. It's just a... Oh, but it, and it can't, it can't see the... No, okay, yeah. I guess so. Because I, I said earlier that the Ashford was a little bit taller than the city walls. So you, you can see that they're they're, still, they're kind of far away from you because they're in the they're posted up on the guard tower, but you can see them there. But nobody from the ash fort watches the cauldron at night. No, it's they might they might go go out there to study it during the day. Okay. If, if they can see it, if it's not like a really foggy day or lots of ash in the air. Then I I guess that before we end our conversation with that guy, I would. Uh, well, what do you guys want to do about any of the like? Questions I posed earlier. I guess I should. I'm considering just telling this guy that we're from a different plane of existence and that we may need his help getting home. I mean, I'm I'm from college and a scientific kind of guy, so I really trust these people, and I think they'd probably be able to help us. Uh, I trust the group, and so I would follow the approach that the group would take. I don't really have like strong opinions opinions either way, but I I would say that I tend towards being honest and like forthright. Like I don't I don't really understand. I would say I don't understand the reason for like hiding the nature of our appearance here, but I've just I've been following along cuz I trust the group more than my own perspective. So I'm like I just kind of stay quiet in my own world. All right. I guess Bazal would uh, just sort of walk up to him and say, hey, uh, when you asked us earlier today where we were from, it's kind of hard to explain. We're kind of from really far away from here, like a different plane of existence far away from here. Whoa. A lot of people that build giant walls don't love outsiders. So I didn't really want to share that with you right away. But now that you've shared some information with me, I feel it's only fair. Okay. Yeah. 
he kind of looks taken aback by that. that that's a lot. That's a that's a big uh, statement to make. Hang on a second. I roll a d20 here. Okay. Yeah, he's like, you're right. There are people in town that are. I mean, most of us are not super trustworthy of outsiders. You've maybe you've seen some of the things that come in at night. So the fact that you you know you kind of were vouched for by one of the fifteen rash and and you did us a favor with these our guys here. Gosh, that's crazy. Where are you from then? A different place. Like, how does that work? How'd you get here? That's a great question. Uh, if you wanted to ask this one, and he just kind of motions to um, Theron, uh, he could probably explain it in you know the terms that the two of you understand. But more importantly to me, I may need uh, some help from you at some point getting back there. And again, maybe you know you guys can talk about those terms together when I'm far away and don't have to listen to them. <laughs> yeah, he says, I don't know anybody with the capability for, heck, if, if, if we knew plane to travel, I think most of us wouldn't, wouldn't be here anymore. There are some that seem to like it, roughing it, but it's kind of, a tough, kind of a tough road to hoe. Some people seem to like roughing it, like your new life, like they like it better than their old life. They like it, yeah, I think, yeah, I think some people like it more than being cooped up in a castle on the side of the mountains with nowhere to go. At least out here, they have a little more independence, I think, self-reliance. Remember, they're all, these people are all from Shadowfell, so they don't know any, really any better. So we seem to be from some kind of mirror uh, universe that we're able to dimensionally travel through, but we're, we're, there's no way out for us. We came here, but we can't get out. Did you come here? I mean, it sounds like, I mean, the way you guys are dressed and you seem healthy, seems like a better place that you came from. Did you come here on purpose? I kind of look over to Bazel to... Kind of get the nod to keep going. I, I take it that we're sharing everything. And I ask our leader. I would say, I think, I think yes, right? I, I think that's, yeah, it, from Rick has not shared anything about this other person that, and that would be the secret that we'd be not sharing. And so I don't have any reason to not share that secret with him. Because I guess I wouldn't even think of it as a secret, right? Like, okay, so I, yeah, I I talked to you about um, destiny and the whole story behind that, and weave in the stuff about the clerics and the hidden artifacts and how we're supposed to regroup and go back um, up to where they all came from, and and ask them if they know more about that. Yeah, he. Um... He means, or he says, oh, you mean, okay. Well, that takes me way back. You mean Mother Garel. You're talking about kind of the leader of their religious sect. Yeah. Yeah. She stayed behind. She said she was going to guard the artifacts. This is all kind of hazy to me because we were in a rush to get out of there with all the, everything caving in, all the monsters coming in around us. Uh, but yeah, I, I do remember that. So why, so did somebody send you here? Or did you just, you, you found out about what happened to us in a different plane? And then, yeah, I, I would have told you about destiny and the issue with the giants and the nightstone and. Oh, okay, that that stuff too. Okay, yeah. It's, wow, that's all news to me. I've never even seen a giant before. I hope I never have to see one. So you hear kind of unraveling a mystery about. I guess it all clicks in the, with him, and he's like, "So the, our white spire banished because the nightstone was taken." Yeah, because our universe we're from is like a, our universe is like a mirror. It seems to be a mirror image of you guys. So we have the Nightstone. And when that vanished, your white spire that was protecting you vanished. 
So I feel like we could work together, you know, to get your old place back. Back on to sleep. Like mid converse mid conversation, Bazell has like curled up and gone to sleep. <laughs> Darren's got the professor soporific thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Um he's like, That's that is wild. I uh I mean I had no idea or this is all I know. I didn't know that our place that I live is just a secondary reflection of somewhere else. That's kind of that's Well kind we of might horrifying. be a reflection of you too. So does it seem like if we could find the nightstone in your own place of existence, we could Maybe the white spire, we could get it to come back. Is that kind of the idea? That's what I was presuming. So to do that, we'd have to figure out a way out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I don't have, I don't even think, you know, I, I could be wrong. The the ladies over at Cougar Rock um, are pretty formidable spellcasters, but I don't know that any of them have reached the point where they can travel between planes at will, magically speaking. Do you know about, so you talked about the skeleton key being like plant, planar travel. Based on your knowledge of artifacts and everything, do you feel like that might be able to get us to our world? Or at least that's a possibility. Let me see what he knows about that. We got a 15. To be honest, the skeleton key always kind of spooked me out. It seems like it requires um, a blood sacrifice or worse to get it to, to activate. Uh, but yeah, I, I, bet it, I bet it would act as a, as a sort of a planar portal if it was given a potent enough sacrifice. What kind of what kind of sacrifice are we talking? You know, a, a pint of your own blood might get you to open a, a lock on a on a door. So you can imagine what it might take to open a rift between worlds. Mm. Something more nefarious. Lots of deaths. Yeah, and deaths with bad intentions, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that one very much. But there is a great deal of power there for sure. Do you know anything about rift travel? I mean, you mentioned clerics with powerful spells, but not sure if it would be that powerful. Um, maybe the skeleton key, but anything else that you've you guys have come across? In that regard, he knows less than you do, Theron, about spellcasting vis-a-vis planar travel. Because you're a professor of an arcane college, so you know of spells that exist, but they're very high level. Yeah, I guess I meant more like like artifacts or teleporters that you know about in this area. Anything that you've come across. He kind of gives you that same embarrassed look. He hasn't found okay. much here yet, besides the the Ocarina. Hmm. Can you tell me more about the old Queen Mother? Uh, yeah, Mother Mother Garail. Yeah, I uh, need all of the information on her. <laughs> that bitch. I'm bitch coming for her. Five foot six inches, weighs like one no, <laughs> As soon um, as as soon as a a powerful woman is mentioned. Bazell yeah. quickly awakens from her slumber. <laughs> <laughs> Tell he me actually, about that boss, babe. <laughs> <laughs> he paints you a picture of kind of like a, I'm, I'm stealing from a I'm stealing from a different podcast right now, like a tight grandma. <laughs> you know, just like a grandma with like she does yoga. She's like she kept it tight. Uh, he's actually um, he he looks kind of like pleased to talk about her. He's like she was she was perhaps one of the few. She kind of led Whitespire for a reason. She was very well loved by everybody. She was fair. She was obviously self-sacrificing. She stayed behind to guard the relics. Um, I assume she died. Did she stay behind or leave? She stayed behind. She told us to leave. Did anyone... Who knew her best? Her youngest pupil, Eliana Stormsong, who has now kind of risen to the, the leadership ranks in the Enclave. How does the Enclave feel about outsiders? Even more, well, way more cautious than we are. We are, we are happy to 
have somebody from our community vouch for a group of people, like what happened with you guys and Rash. They're more reclusive at the Enclave, for sure. How long has it been since the night that everything went to shit? Uh, it's been over a year now. Does time work uh, similarly in both planes? Do we know that? I'll tell you. I'll tell you as the DM. He he, he wouldn't know, but time. It, it it feels like yeah. It feels normal in here. Like a year passes. Like it feels like a full year. But that in the material plane is like a couple weeks. Does the time loosely coordinate between the obelisk disappearing and the giant attack and the when the night spire went down here or when the white tower went down here? Yes. So from all of that, it sounds like this mother dropped the shield, allowing a massacre of all of her people as a blood sacrifice to the portal key and then portaled to the material plane after everybody had left and gotten pwned. So I don't think we're going to find the skeleton key here. How did you conclude that? So the nobody saw this blood mother who had access to all of the artifacts, was holding them to protect them. Nobody saw her die. She sent them, everybody else to leave so nobody could watch her. It'd require a giant blood sacrifice. Taking down the like giant shield that protects this thing that what had some sort of religious meaning, but nobody is really sure as far as we know. Uh, and then would have counted as her giant blood sacrifice to the skeleton key. And then she used the skeleton key to go to the material plane and steal the shit from the material plane. Because the timing of the timing is the same between the two planes, which is suspicious. So all of this would be my suspicions. It's, it, it's, it's all conjecture, but the timing all lines up. She had the way, the means. I don't know what her motive would be, but I think I'm only a motive short from a complete picture. I'm confused, because didn't the giants take the night stone, and then the white spire disappeared, and then there was a huge battle, and she just like told everybody to leave so they didn't die, and then re- protected the relics? Well, the giants attacking to try to steal the Nightstone occurred at the same time as the attack down here, right? At, I mean, at exactly yeah. the same time. Because once they took the Nightstone, that's when the White Spire vanished. And we so, don't know... So you, you guys are kind of in a cause and effect dilemma right now, I guess. Yeah. yeah that's based, on what, based on what Bazell just... And I have a hard time, like, because the skeleton key, is, as I understand it, is in White Spire with all the other relics. And no, the, one, no one but the mother knows if that's the case or not anymore. Yeah, that's true. They, they all, they heeded her warning and left. Right. But I mean, then, then I guess. But she did say to come back for them. And and when when the portal would open, so let's say that that happens, the skeleton key opens the portal. Does that mean that the person can take the skeleton key through the portal, or not? I assume that it can. I don't know. This is. I feel like there's a lot of unknowns here. Uh, Quill says. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of unknowns here. <laughs> This is all really 
interesting. Cole's voice comes out from, un- from underneath the workbench. Yeah. Across the room. <laughs> I, I'm laying here like this. Like, just, There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of unknowns. <laughs> Do we, did we know that the skeleton key was used to open a portal at that time? I guess we don't know the answer to that question. No, you don't. You if it was opened, then it had, to have been in, <laughs> it had to have been intentional by that, by that woman. Because it had to have been an intentional sacrifice, presumably, right? Mm-hmm. She had to have intentionally done it. He, I mean, he looks troubled by the suggestion of any of this, but he says, okay, so I, I guess, yes, if in all that mess, the skeleton key was used to open a portal out of the Shadowfell, that would be a pretty good lead. But I don't, I don't know if that happened because we all, we all got out of there. I mean, barely. We barely got out of there. It was, we, we could hear things crashing down the stairs and monsters clawing their way into the depths beneath the uh, the castle. Does anybody try to go back there? Mm-mm, not yet. I ask from my spot under the bench. Uh, <laughs> you ever you ever heard the name Kylithica? Uh, there's no way. No. Uh, okay. Nope. Okay. <clears throat> All right. That's all I had for this this uh, convo. Thanks for your help. Um, let us know if we can do any favors for you. We can write them down. And uh, <laughs> keep keep track. That could actually be a good idea for the book of faces. Oh, right? yeah, the book exists. Oh God. Oh yeah, shit. Have I asked him for his name and stuff in the book of faces? I think so. Oh, I definitely do that. I what was I yeah. in? Goddamn, fucking book you of faces. Do him, Bazell. You're distracted by the. I've gotten the soft. Here, here. We might be able to put in there a record of our <laughs> our favors <laughs> performed for others. Owed and and given. Yeah. Post them on a a wall to show the world. What was this guy's name? Galandro. He's like, yeah, you could like, you could say that, you know, you're linked to somebody if you owe them a favor or if they've owed you a favor. And then, you know, whatever's in that book, it's like it's linked in. Yeah. (laughs) You're a smart guy, Galandro. I like how you you mix your favors and and the fun that you have in the world. He's, yeah, I'm just trying to get by, man. It's been pretty rough out here. So do you, did you guys, from the beginning of our conversation, did you want to go chat with Rory and Kent tonight still? Or is that a tomorrow thing? Or it's getting pretty late. I think we should go chat with Rory and Kent. Or are we going to take a rest, long rest? Yeah, they are out on, the, on, that, on that tower, that southeast tower. It just, they just, the two of them man it. Oh, like we could go talk to him like tonight before we go to bed. Yeah, Galandra will be willing to take you there because he, he knows them pretty well. It's it's like right next. You can see it from the ash fort. And it wouldn't violate curfew? Well, it would. But I guess the um, the idea was to bring them a bribe, I thought. Do we need sushi to bribe them now? Or something else to bribe them? Or the promise of sushi? He's like, these are... Pretty simple guys. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna need the thing. 
not the promise of the thing. Do we have, I mean, do we have any with us? Can we like? Unless you on the sly packed up some sushi to go. Nope. I would not have done that. No. Sushi on the sly. Sushi on the sly. <laughs> you could you could go back. I mean, it's dark outside. You could it'd be, it would require self checks. You could head back to Kiku's to get some if you wanted to tackle this tonight. I've tied some sashimi into my beard, so I have like a couple pieces left. <laughs> Flavor saver. Yeah. I vote I vote we just rest. Do it all tomorrow. Rick's been cool. long, long asleep. Long and hard Rick, in the Rick asphalt. Just... <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. Yeah, uh, feel free to uh, benefit from the long rest. You're in safe cover. Uh, Basel, how are you like staying warm? Because you're out there on the deck. It's winter right now in the Dreadmarsh. Yeah, uh, press to digitate some mild temperature changes in my immediate vicinity doesn't that last like a minute <laughs> yeah and then i have to like wake up a little bit and cast it wake up a little bit and cast it <laughs> so you're, so you're I, got some, for, <laughs> you have I got some Fine. i got some blankets and shit yeah all right this all has like the fluffiest blankets of all time <laughs> they're so fucking soft and comfortable <laughs> totally Are impractical you... for camping but delicious, <laughs> soft and comfortable <laughs> Yeah, uh, Galandra would have shared one more piece of information with you guys. Just about breaking curfew. You know, no one's going to get put up in stocks or hung out here. We're all trying to survive, but we take it seriously. And the punishment for breaking curfew is if a guard catches you, you take that guard's post on the wall the following night. And they get, they get to sleep at home. Wow. So you get sort of voluntarily conscripted into the night watch for an evening overnight to help protect the city. And there's usually action. So the rest of you uh, sleep uh, pretty soundly. It's warm in the ash fort. There's a bunch of like lanterns um, going. There's a fire in the hearth. Bazelle uh, is a little little cooler, but she manages to sleep with some warm blankets. Bazelle, you trance? Do you go the full eight hours or do you just trance for four? I believe as a half elf, I do the full eight hours. I was not given enough of my mother's blood. I see. Pretty sure. Yeah. Give me a perception check at disadvantage as you are kind of drifting in and out of sleep out there. You're bad is the answer to the question. Okay. Yeah. You don't you don't notice anything. There's a five. Five. Yep. Yep. You sleep soundly. You are blissfully unaware of what's going on in this on and beyond the city walls of Whitehaven. And uh, yeah, you all wake up to a crisp morning and benefit from a long rest if you haven't already. You hear a loud thud as the ball sack collides with the door outside. <laughs> and Galandra stretches and yawns and goes to get it. And uh, it's just um, somebody else died in oh, town. Shit. Y- younger human male wearing guard, guard's clothing. Where, where did he die? On the wall or at like the entrance gate? His partner was with him. His partner brought him in, and it was uh, it was more towards the north, towards uh, Guy Gates Tower. Said so just like a giant spider scaled the wall outside. He fought it off and killed it, but he succumbed to the poison. Uh, I'm glad I was asleep. Calandra looks at you and is like, "Whoa, dude!" 
<laughs> Read the room. <laughs> but yeah, what's the what's the plan for today? Well, I was thinking we'd probably go meet Rory and Kent. Set up Grubhub. Yeah, uh, it's early in the morning. You might be able to catch them. I guess the, I mean they they were on the night's watch. Yeah, they're they're probably at they're probably at Chester's. Honestly, having a head to Chester's morning sake before uh, before bed. Down. Yep. Yeah, let's head to Chester's. See if we can catch them and uh, see if we can get a delivery set up. Maybe they could you know let all their their other day shift know to let everyone else on the night watch to come pick it up that night. You, I, I can go get uh, Kiku. Maybe let her know to meet us at. Uh at Chester's so that we can get the fish to give to Rory and Kent. So my understanding as a DM is that you are, you're, you're going to bring them a sample to bribe them to allow you to be out and about at night around them. Is that, is that accurate? And also to tell the rest of the night watch that they can come eat. And I think that we would be willing to take their post while they eat which I think would be about a full night's of work. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Which I think would also give us a chance to understand what the fuck is attacking the walls. At night. At night. Yeah, and I, I would say that, uh, so Quill is very impressed with Bizelle on this because he feels like Bizelle is being very thoughtful towards the townspeople about wanting to like take care of the monsters. And he he's he was really like broken up about the death that happened when he woke up, so he he wants to help. And to hear that that's what Bizelle wants to do, that he he's like all for it. Really really wants to be on the wall. Cool. Okay. Take the black. Yeah, yeah take the black. Yeah. <laughs> a, a not so subtle reference to <laughs> that whole plot line. What's the move? Are you going to Chester's? Are you going to see Kiku first? Or I was thinking we were going to split up. I was going to go get Kiku and bring her to Chester's with a sample. Okay. That's what I was thinking I was going to do. You guys want to resolve the, the most of the group going to Chester's first? I think Kiku being at Chester's will affect how that works. Yeah, at least part of it we could resolve like the beginning. Yeah. And then they show up. I'm also significantly faster. I've got yeah. <laughs> I've got like I'm like super fast. So I will literally like sprint. Yeah, you guys also you I have incentive. Wake up and Quill is like yeah, Quill's like at the door. Like Quill's already up. out. <laughs> Let's go. He showered go. and looking nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh we can we can we can have Quill go to Kiku's first. All right. Open door policy there, it's kind of drafty inside, but there's just a curtain you can just you can walk in if you like okay i knock uh kind of like on the inside of the curtain <laughs> nothing happens doesn't make a sound <laughs> whoa <laughs> i try to like knock on the curtain and, it, it and i knock kind of on the wall next to the curtain bit. okay hello. uh hello. yeah you see uh you hear some like small footsteps and uh kiku brushes aside and peeks out this is like oh wow you're uh you don't you don't wait three days. I like no, that. we <laughs> we have takers on the fish. And the oh, sushi. Shit. Well you're fucking quick. Uh we okay. gotta, what's the plan? We gotta run to uh 
Chester's, but I think we should take some uh, mm -hmm. samples. So can I can I can carry them? Uh, just where should I go? What okay. what? Just tell tell me where the stuff is, and come with me. Sound good? What do you think these guys are gonna like? She, she's asking you. Like I I serve like I kind of do the upscale sushi stuff, and I do some like fried you know, like fish and chips plants, and I do like a rice puff. Like, I don't, who are we bringing food to? Are there some guardsmen? Maybe like fried stuff? Okay. Seems like, you know. Yeah. Fish and chips? I don't okay. know. Is this, uh, this must be Rory and Kent. Rory and <laughs> Kent. Yeah, those fucking guys. I've, I've been waiting for them to show up. This is like their appetite. So would you say that they're fish and chips type of, type of guys? Yeah, I think you're on something cool. Okay, great. So I'll go <laughs> pick that up. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm I'm learning. Okay. Can I help you? I can uh do you have to sure. whip something up or Yeah, I mean, you want to help me batter some swamp cod? I I so, do. I do want to do that. <laughs> I will right. batter your cod. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, keep you and Quill share a moment behind the uh it's like it's like that like that scene in Ghost, you know the old pottery. Movie I was thinking Ghost too. Are you thinking Ghost? Yeah. Where he's behind. Just with their hands together, like. It's flipped. It's flipped though. It's like, like a a piece of fish. Yeah. It's Quill. Batter. Quill is battering, and he goes behind Quill, guiding his hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll we'll fade away. We'll fade away from that scene. Whatever plays out there. <laughs> and uh, the boys and, and or sorry, the gals plus Giselle arrive at Chester's. Can I? Can we take a moment to pause to really truly appreciate <laughs> the play on words that batter your cod was? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think it's it. fucking. <laughs> you didn't think about that? I thought, I thought oh my god, cool. dude! It was <laughs> like that is right, that is nice. <laughs> Like a battering ram to her to her fish. Yes. There's a there's like yeah. three or four ways. He's gonna like batter that. her fish. Her... God damn it! It can't be better. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That was just uh, really good. Oh gosh. I will. I will. Uh, also, we're really starting bad. our smut side podcast. It's great. Yep. So <laughs> good. That's the uh, the Patreon exclusive. Yeah, the the double entendres, <laughs> the the BDSM podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes D and D podcast, yeah. <laughs> mostly BDSM podcast. Uh, yeah. Sorry to derail us again, guys. But no, it's good. I'm glad you did. Wanted to make sure everybody didn't land this. Everybody <laughs> caught that one because that was pretty fucking <laughs> wild. Again. Yeah, that's like the joke of the episode right there. Uh, yeah, uh, you arrive at Chester's. It's um, it's morning, so it's not like they're. Well, yeah, actually, they, there's probably like a handful of guards in there that are winding down. Um, the mood is a little somber, based on what happened overnight, and people are kind of keeping to themselves. It's mostly like pairs of guards, like it seems like kind of a buddy system that are scattered around Chester's. Um, the place is. Partially appointed, but they're doing their best. There's like some, 
there's like an attempt at a dart dart table or a dart board and a couple other bar games. And you see an old uh, grizzled gentleman <laughs> with a simple brown leather cap on and a bulbous nose and a pretty thick white beard behind the bar that you take to be Chester, the man himself. Do I see Ryan Kent? Uh, give me a perception check as you look around the bar. You've only been kind of described what they look like to you. 16. All right, yeah, you clock, um, you clock a couple of uh, kind of larger built dudes that are not talking much to each other and kind of just, uh, yeah, they're pretty unanimated. You think it's, that's probably Rory and Kent who have been described as relatively more simple men to you. Bazell gets herself ready and then sort of walks up to Roy and Kent uh, and says, oh, oh, hi, boys. Uh, hey, can I talk to you guys for a second? Uh, they look up and see like an attractive half-elf <laughs> approach them that they've never met before. And they just kind of look at each other wide-eyed, like, uh, yeah, miss. Hey, so uh, me and my friends, uh, you know, we we really try to support the boys in black. We would, you know, we heard about what happened last night, and we're hoping that maybe tonight we can we can show you guys how much we support you. Uh, we'd like to, you know, make sure you guys have a good meal uh tonight when you're you're on the wall um we really appreciate all that you do for us your sacrifice the long hours the tireless apparently foodless nights can we we'd like to deliver some sushi to you guys but uh we know that that you can't leave your post so we figured we would uh set up a sort of series of shifts where we would cover people's posts as they ate ate some sushi. Would that be something that you could help us do? I know it's a little bit against the rules or whatever, but it's the, it seems like the least we can do for you guys. Uh, give me a persuasion check advantage with that pitch. 26. Okay. <laughs> One of them flat out starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like deep, like deep manly sobs. And the other one is just like patting his back. Uh, I guess Rory is the one that's crying and Ken's just like, that's, that is the nicest thing anyone's ever offered to do for us. That would be amazing. You guys want a sample of the sushi? I, I think fish and chips. Do you guys like fish and chips? I never want to judge a book by its cover, but you do seem like the kind of guys that might enjoy fish and chips. <laughs> Yeah, you see uh, one of them uh, rolls up his sleeves in, in anticipation of the fried fish, and he's got a tattoo that says this thin black line on it. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that his tattoo was going to be of, like, some fried fish and some chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. And I that was going to, when he said, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die when he says that that's what his tattoo is of. <laughs> I should have said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he... Uh, he wasn't rolling up his sleeves to show you anything. He was just rolling up his sleeves, excited about the fish. And uh, um, yeah, uh, they're both like overjoyed <laughs> at the thought. Um, 
if no one ever pays attention to old Rory and Kent and their southeast wash shower, just because nothing ever happens there, doesn't mean we're not there every night pulling the, pulling the night shifts, you know? What do you mean nothing ever happens there? Well, I mean, sometimes you... things happen there. There's a bunch of, like, dead spiders that we're keeping an eye on. Those could animate. They haven't yet, but they, they could animate. It just happens to be a less active part of the wall. They're on Red Watch Tower, or...? Their tower's not named. It's Rory and Kent's Tower. Oh, Rory and Kent's Tower. It does not have a name. It's a low traffic site. It's part of the reason Michael Andro brought it up as a potential site for a night market. Does Redwatch or Stargaze Tower get more action? More, more action, like, like, but does more shit animate at certain parts of the wall? Obviously, mm-hmm. yes. Where are the hotspots? I would like to. Do you mind if we we help them get snacks first? But first, I need to know where they are. To to know to make sure we're getting them in the right hands and mouths. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess they've heard rumors that most of the action is actually at the gates. If, if you're looking at the, the map of Whitehaven, there's the city walls, there's the various guard towers, which are the circles, and the gates are natural points of weakness. Okay. Yeah. How are? Do you guys have any training about how to deal with undead? What have you uh, guys found works best? I mean, does fire fire weapons or yeah, if you says, heal them, does that do damage instead of? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he. They, they exchange a glance, and he says, "Well, you know, don't don't tell nobody, but it seems like if you hit them instead of the pointy end of the halberd, but if you hit them with like the the hard end, does a little more. Like if we're talking, we're talking about like a skeleton, right?" Like a skeleton. What do you mean? Don't tell anyone. Skeleton. I I think everyone should know the blood ad works better than the shark. <laughs> it's like our trade secret. We're trying to move up in the ranks. No one ever comes to our tower. Like we want well, some just action. go to your captain. Go to your captain and say that you've got a great new strategy you want to try. Nobody ever listens to Rory and Kent. You must be new here. I am going to use the backest end of my halberd. I promise you. <laughs> They say, dang, this fish is, uh, this is really good. It's just like the Meemaw I used to make back at White Spire. Where'd you get this from? That little, that little spunky halfling making this stuff? Yep, she is. Well, damn, we'll spread the word. This is, this is top notch. Yeah, let, let everybody know. All, uh, all the guards are, you know, there should be enough for everybody. Make sure they all come get some and, and let them know that, uh, we can go out to them and, and take their post while they come eat, if that would help you. Uh, make sure everybody's safe in the meantime. Yeah, should we, like, I mean, like I said, there's not a lot of action. Do you want to, like, set up at our guards tower and we can help kind of keep things on the down low? Yeah, that, that seems like a good idea. A great idea. I think Fazel is going to press the digitate a fish and chips tattoo on her own forearm. <laughs> <laughs> And at the end of the conversation, just sort of... I did, yeah, so much. <laughs> just sort of flash her own fish and chips tattoo at them and be like, we got this, one. right, guys? <laughs> hey, look at you. Brothers for life. Rory hasn't said anything yet. He uh, He's still kind of sobbing. It's been Kent speaking the whole time. Um, Rory's the bigger one of, of the two. And he wipes the snot from his nose. He's like, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> Lady... <laughs> You've made some friends among the the town's guard now. Perfect. 
And did we get rid of all of the fish? No, I think that was just. A, I think you. Okay. My my understanding is you brought them a sample, to get them. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but a plan to get rid of all of it, or is that? Do we still have yeah. to find another? I think if you guys could, yes, I think if you could man some kind of a an outdoor alleyway or an abandoned building for a night for like three or four hours, and you can get enough people to show up, you can move the fish, all of it. And you think that we are. Between the guardsmen and the the Ashfort crew, do we need how many more people do we need? I guess if you're like rotating all the guards through, that might do it. All right, cool. Yeah. So we we could get like a centrally located cart in the carts and commons. Yeah. Central to all the gates, maybe. I, I like that. I like it. Yeah, I'm in. Or the uh, the quiet tower might be nice for them to eat at, right? Red watch. Is that the quiet one? Uh, really in Kent's tower, which is the one... Uh, I'm going to laser now. Yeah, there you go. I think that was the plan. Uh, oh, we were going to okay, feed okay, them yeah. at that. And so we're just going to deliver all the food to that spot. Okay. And then we're going to... My plan, I guess, was to move around and cover the guard posts while they go eat and come back. And then really best, and then we move to the next one. They go eat, and then we come back. Hmm. I think that might help us unravel some of the undead stuff, too. Maybe get some information on that. Probably kill some sweet shit and collect some eyeballs or something. Some bone meal. So will, will Kiku... I guess I'm, I'm probably not here, right? Or I think you are, because I gave him the samples. Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah. So would is the plan that Kiku's going to be at this place, like, giving the food? She would have to be there, yeah. If she's... All right. If, I mean, it's a fresh preparation. It actually, probably one of you would be helping her because she wouldn't bring her sous chefs, I don't think. Okay. To like a night market. We could, uh, I know that presentation was a big deal for her. I would like to try to decorate Roy and Kent's watchtower to mimic her sushi restaurant. Okay. I don't anticipate that I'd actually be able to make it look that good, but I think appearance would be important to Bazell in this setting as well. Sort of like a pop-up? She would understand the desire to make the atmosphere correct. Yeah, that tracks. You may be able to draw some inspiration from the Ashford as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rory looks uh, uh, embarrassed when you mention, I have to look at that every day. <laughs> it's right in his view. It's not what the cops would have wanted. Uh, I was going to tell Kiku, outside of earshot of Rory and Kent, who want to keep their new idea of attacking the skeletons to themselves, when when people come to have food tonight, I'm going to tell her, I think you should tell people that, you know, when they come and eat, tell them to attack not pointy ends of their weapons make sure that they hear that that's the info so like we're trying to like tell people like train people in a way how to fight the undead is what i mean okay yeah cool to try to like in case rory and kent are somehow the smartest of the people that have been fighting these undead for a long time and that's actually like perhaps they're not very intelligent but quite wise (laughs) right 
I mean, or maybe <laughs> they're the they didn't realize that literally everybody already knows that. <laughs> yeah, could be. I I don't know, but it just in case we can give some pointers. She's like, shit, yeah, honey, you want to do like a like a demo with some chopsticks? Yeah. All right. The term of endearment really like hit. <laughs> close to home there. Quilt. Hit hard. Yeah. Quilt is like the easiest mark in the world. Oh my god. Oh my god. Over the moon. Is um is our accolade with us? What's her name? Uh the Druid Nib? Druid. Okay. Are there any clerics? Uh I don't think you've met any clerics. No. Okay. Why do you ask? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> okay. You know, Rory and I are kinda of tired and we gotta to work tonight, but do you wanna you wanna see the tower? Sounded like the pretty one wanted to look at it. Oh yes, please. Uh, yeah, they bring you to this um, southeast guard tower. You see, it's pretty sparsely appointed. There's a trapdoor at the northwest part of the tower, just going down to a you know like a ladder that gets to the ground level. To the west of the tower, there are some. That would be the ash fort. Um, you can see that there's kind of a mushroom garden that's been started there. That some of the scientists are trying to propagate some of those wild cave mushrooms. Uh, to the north is just a, a town building. That's pretty nondescript. It's got a uh, mossy roof on it. Um, there's snow kind of scattered about, and then there's a, a pyre at the southeast of the tower that they could light for assistance in dire straits. And then outside, you see the river coursing by that heads towards the main swamp to the east. And there's a bunch of dead trees and black mushrooms. They're huge. And then like some scattered uh, corpses of giant spiders beneath the trees. Does any of this appear different than the other outside the wall space that we've seen on the way like into town or does anything appear different about this spot that doesn't seem to have as much necromancy? That's going to be a check. I think. Does someone with Arcana want to roll that check? Maybe or actually, nature? maybe, maybe insight. Yeah. Cause you're, you're asking what's, what's different about this. Okay. I have a plus four to insight, like total with proficiency. Uh, yep. Do it way better than you mine. Do it. I'm I'm no good. Are you wise? No, you're intelligent, right? Theron is intelligent. Fifteen. I'm intelligent, but not very wise. I'm charismatic. Whatever that means. You're wondering what's different about what's going on outside the walls? Yeah, here versus other outside the walls. Oh man, it looks pre- it looks pretty similar, honestly. Pretty similar. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the spiders, you don't remember seeing a bunch of dead spiders so much. That wasn't the dominant feature at the other. You've only really come in. The, you came in the southwest gates, I think, of Whitehaven. Okay. So that would be the big, yeah. It's snowy outside. They've cleared most of the snow off of this, the wall and inside the town. And there's dead trees and large black mushrooms and kind of this brackish swamp water. Can you eat those mushrooms out there? I asked to Roy. Uh, you can if you if you're keen on keen on dying, you can eat those shrooms. Oh, really? They're poisonous. Yes, ma'am. Kiku's hmm. kind of looking around and she sees some sandbags and pieces of wood at the funeral pyre. She's like, "Okay, yeah, fuck, I could. Uh, I think we could work with this. It's kind of enchanting, I guess. In a in a rustic sort of way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah." What does the beacon signal? Like, if if there's a problem, who are you signaling? Is just other towers or like? Right. Yeah. Other. Towers? Yeah. They, they 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 explain to you it's like an emergency. Something really bad happens. Um, lighting that would 
attract help from the nearby towers. Okay. They look at him like, yeah, we've never had to light that before. Kiko, what all you need up here? Yeah, she needs um she needs to bring her, you know, the fish and her other um accoutrement and then some knives and table for her to prep it wouldn't take a ton of space. You want some help hauling the stuff up here? Yeah, sure. And it's still, you know, we got lots of time. Still uh it's like morning, right? Mm-hmm. Bazelle says she wanted to like decorate or Yeah, she would help get the space ready. She starts arranging things. We need to bring like any tables or anything from uh from rice to help you out for this evening. Yeah, if you want if you guys want to make like a sit down affair, we could uh we could do that. Yeah, I mean the guards might like a place to sit since uh, we're working for them. What do you think, uh Rory and Kent? Does that does that sound reasonable to you guys? Would you rather sit down? Boy, I I reckon just having some food do the other guys just right, but sure. Be nice having a table and chairs. And what else did we have to do today? It sounds like we're a number of hours before the the real fun happens. Well, we were gonna give um have the people from that like the ash fort also try the food. I was thinking that that was since since that was a smaller amount of food, we'd be able to just deliver that to them before we go to the tower because it's kind of on our way back to that tower from rice. Yeah, I'll just move a bunch of food. Um, my plan was to just haul a bunch of stuff. This is still kind of a clandestine operation. I would say, yeah, does, no. does it need to be as much, given that it's happening during the day and the the guard is, like, aware of it? Uh, yeah. I, I think it's the, happening at night, though, right? The, the feast, the party is happening at night. But you, you guys are talking about planning, putting it together, right? Yeah. Okay. I guess, yeah, since, since you sort of have a pass from uh, Rory and Kent, who didn't exist before this session started, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, they would, they'll, they'll be up for like another maybe hour or so. So they could, yeah, like they could kind of make it seem like it's official business, what you guys are doing. If you wanted to just get <laughs> things set up up here. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then you have the rest of the day into the evening to do something else or just to wait. It's up to you. Is there a funeral today? Is it a funeral day? The So Galandra was planning on taking those three bodies and the new fourth body to the cauldron. So Vizel right. definitely wants to go see that. Yeah. Okay. I will go only if things are like situated here. Okay. Yeah. You guys could spend like an hour moving a few tables and Rory and Ken just kind of stand around like, yep, go ahead and uh, move that on. Taking that to get cleaned, the tower, just saying bullshit to cover you guys. The cauldron's not a very far trip. So this, I think this would work in terms of uh, timing. It looks like it's probably a couple hours and it's on a road. Um, so there's less likely you guys would have a random encounter. All right, go check yeah. that out. You guys head back to the keep, to the ash fort. You find Glandro and a couple of his uh, scientists buddies loading up a cart. Uh, they've strapped a couple of... Uh, Blazers to the front. If you guys uh, are going to head towards the cauldron, uh, Galandra will welcome you to come along for sure. Um, you see, for the first time, you see a young a young boy holding an ocarina. That's he's posted up right behind the blazers, so you take that to be Otis. Uh, he always tags along on trips to the cauldron. Otis, what do you do with that uh, that ocarina? He just winks at you and he's like, "I'll show you. It's really spooky. When I play it, it. Uh, it starts to spin and stuff comes out, and I've stopped." 
So I stop playing it when stuff comes out of the fire because it's scary. What happens if you keep playing it? Well, gosh, I haven't tried that because, like I said, it's scary. Well, now you got us with you. Yeah, he starts to, when he starts to play this, it spins up the cauldron. And then if he keeps playing, like little bits of like flame start to kind of rise out of it. And once or twice, like a firebolt is like launched in his general direction. And that was what scared him into stopping. Oh, jeez. Has anyone else played the ocarina? People, he's like, yeah, people have tried it. It just seems like it's got to be me. Otis, can I jam with you? I've always <laughs> wanted to jam with someone playing an ocarina. <laughs> yeah, go for it. You want to, yeah, he whips it out. Uh, That's what she said. Language I should be careful with around this group. Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, let's go. Like, what kind of genre? What do you want to play? Oh, I need some of those deep, deep fucking dead and company cuts. Yeah, in my life, and Bazel is basically gonna try and trick him into like playing longer than he normally would. Okay, you guys aren't. You're not up. To call, you're still in town right now, right? Oh, we're still in town right now. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what I assumed. I meant at the cauldron, Otis. Let's okay. jam at the cauldron. Okay. Cauldron jams. Sure. Yeah, he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, make a doing this a lot today, but make a persuasion check. 25. Jesus. He's like, so you'll, you guys are like, you'll protect me, right? It's, I mean, it's kind of gone haywire a couple times. I'll absolutely protect you. He said firebolts, huh? Yeah, I don't really know what to call them. That's just what it looked like. Like, it seems like something's, something doesn't want me to keep playing. I think we'll keep you safe. All right. We'll try. Cool. So we're going to venture outside the city walls, uh, but you're, sti- you're sticking to roads. So whoever's going to make the roll. You start with a D6, and only if you get a one or a two do you have to roll on the encounter table. So who's who's doing it? I screwed us over with that storm, so someone else can go. <laughs> you guys have bad luck. I'll roll it. Okay. Three. Ooh, okay. Just missed it. Yep. You proceed unmolested. So it's you, four, and Galandro, who seems... Like, he's maybe kind of handy. And then a couple of uh, kind of wimpy scientists and this young boy, Otis, that head off towards the cauldron. So on your way there, you um, it gets, like, steadily, like, even when you're, like, halfway between Whitehaven and the cauldron, the air starts to get thicker. Um, it's harder to see because there's ash, like, particulate that's kind of being occasionally belched out from this place. As you get closer, the heat starts to pick up, and it becomes more humid to the point where once you arrive at the cauldron, it's like a, an oppressive, uncomfortable heat that makes it a little bit difficult to breathe if you're to do any kind of physical activity. Uh, visibility is limited because there's haze, and then you have, there's like a acrid, kind of bitter or sulfurous smell that hangs in the air. And you see before you a large um, volcanic lake that's kind of, it's undisturbed right now. It's just kind of bubbling. Just every so often you see a, a bubble pop to the surface, but that's about it. And uh, Galandra sets about to getting the bodies off of the cart. Oh? He's like sweating profusely. Like, do you guys want to help? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, come on, man, just say so. <laughs> Rick, Rick goes over to help, though he is not a strong boy. Yeah. This all just keeps tuning her base. <laughs> also <laughs> help. Getting ready for the performance of a lifetime. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, it was three it was three small humanoids and a human, I think I said it was a human male guard more recently. So uh, you see that Galandra has fashioned a couple of, I guess, like kind of makeshift funeral pyre boats that have kind of a thick layer of mud, like hardened mud at the bottom so that they don't burst a flame right away. So you can push them towards the lava and into it and out to the center of the, the cauldron. Do I need to roll a strength check to see how helpful I am? Sure. Yes. I can do that as well. I was not very helpful. <laughs> oh, I was really helpful. For a second, I thought it was going to be a 1, but it landed on a 19. Rick wow. is ripped Rick today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a good night's rest. Between Rick and Galandra, you're able to, the two of you can kind of push each one of these separately. What Quill, how, how did you do? I got a seven, so I just kind of like put my finger on. Yeah, the yeah, you're. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's for once in your life, it's difficult to find your footing. You're kind of scrambling in these like little volcanic uh, bits of rock and ash. I rolled an eleven. You rolled an eleven. Yeah. Yeah, you. Um, I don't know. You pick up some things that fell off. <laughs> <laughs> and put them on the the funeral pyres. As you uh, float them out onto the lava, you hear uh, Galandro is kind of quietly saying something to himself, as well as the other two scientists as they watch. If they're kind of chanting something as they watch the bodies go into the lava, and they light almost almost immediately. The, the mud portion solidifies, and the fire takes hold of the uh, wooden boats and the bodies. Uh, Rick speaks up. Well, what are you guys chanting? He's like, it's like, it's just this thing we kind of came up with for this we, we say smoke and ash rise to the sky carry up the soul on high troubled body cleansed by flame never stung again by pain i don't know if it really helps i'm kind of a skeptic we just don't want to see these guys again back at our city walls on the other side of them you know what i mean have you ever seen anyone come back from that you've put out in into the lava nope that's why we keep doing it, it seems to work all right. Well, now that the sad part's over, I think uh, I think we're gonna be treated to some music. Bazel walks up to Otis and says, "Hey, I've got something to help with your performance today." Gee, thanks, Miss. It's a little secret of the trade. I think you're really gonna like it. And Bazel casts Heroism on Otis. Whoa! What is that? So Heroism reads as such, which is why I think it's such a perfect spell for this moment. A willing creature you touch is imbued with bravery. Until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to the spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of its turns. Wow. And then when the spell ends, all those effects stop. So can't be frightened. Okay. Can't be and frightened. Tempies at the start of its turn. Gets Tempies to help mitigate if he actually does get hit. Okay, cool. Yeah, he, uh, what, what does it look like? When, when, so you touch him and like what happens? I like the Think of this as like kind of when an older musician, a journeyman musician, plays with a younger upstart, and the younger upstart is sort of inspired. I, I choose. I was trying to think of a better word than that, given that I'm a bardic inspiration, but yeah. is inspired to like <laughs> no, I get it. play better with the journeyman, and yeah. they're like, like less afraid of like the crowd and other shit. Okay, that he's, comes he's, with more, like he's more focused than. He's more yeah. serious, maybe, and like recognizes the opportunity to to learn something about his craft. 
That's yeah. new craft. Okay, cool. Yeah. What does everybody else do? Otis and Quizelle are about to start performing. Anything else happening? So Quill is really kind of feels a bit at ease. I think last time, last session, I was uh, concerned about the idea of like throwing these dead people into the fire. And I thought it was like kind of a almost desecration. Mm-hmm. But I'm observing what appears to be more of like a memorial service that's going on. And so I feel better about it. And so I'm like, uh, I'm off to the side praying for the dead. Okay, cool. Um, uh, kind of on my own. All right. Do you have a, does, do you have a, does Quill have a religious deity that he? Uh, yeah, he um, is a. Arverine, I think, something like that. Arverine. Yeah, Arverine is like the, yeah. the halfling primary uh, deity, but he is kind of like starting to be interested in uh, other gods that he was exposed to. So he's kind of interested, but he's keep, he's, he hasn't really dove that deep into that, but he's, he's definitely open to other like gods that he's okay. discovered. So you're, you're, yeah. you're just like, you're just like sending out a religious uh, open, uh, open letter kind of. Yeah. Right now he's, he's praying to Arverine because that's yeah. what he knows. But, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, this is all going to play in. We're not going to resolve this tonight, obviously, because we're getting up to the end of it. But um, this is all going to play into the next uh, big thing. What are Rick and Theron doing as part of this to kick it off? I'll cast Minor Illusion. How big is this? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm... I was basically going to like cast and have like more people there like dancing. Okay. So you're you're making a a crowd. Yeah. It's kind of unfair to me to ask because you you guys don't really know what's going to happen, but. That's fine. You don't know what's gonna happen. You're just you're just uh you're doing what it seems right. I'm there to party. Yeah, yeah. I think I would be interested in the Ocarina artifact and just like so I'd probably be close to um Otis and examining it. Okay, so you're like really focused on him and watching him? Yeah. Cool. And that's after just like saying in my own in my own way some nice words to the people that were we were memorializing. Okay. Good. So these all have checks associated with them that we'll we'll roll these at the. Actually, let's roll them now. So uh, for Theron, I think that'll be a maybe an Arcana check if you're specifically focused on the artifact that he's using. Okay. Twenty-two. Ooh. Okay. So you notice that um, as he starts to play, sure enough, the the cauldron starts to spin, and you see it. It's almost like you have a. For a brief moment, you have like X, like Arcana X-ray vision into the lava. You see like some figures. So you know that the what's happening. You all know that this piece, the spinning piece, is starting to spin now as he starts to play. But beside, aside from that, you see that there are like bits and pieces of fire inside the cauldron that are starting to like stir and move towards the surface. Specifically, more superficially towards the surface, you see ten smaller figures, but deeper, beginning to stir two much larger figures. With that high of an arcana check, Rick's minor illusion. Why don't you give me a? Uh, I don't know. What 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 is your goal with that move? Well, I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, if we're That's being fair. attacked, perhaps they wouldn't know what to attack. So maybe okay. it would be like a distraction. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you're utilizing your magic in an unconventional manner. So it's probably just another. It's probably an arcana check as well. Cool. To see how well this is going to work. <clears throat> 
Ooh, 17 plus 4, 21. 21. All right, a very believable crowd of, I'll say, three uh, three images of sure. just uh, humanoids that are dancing along to the music. Uh, for Quill, obviously, a religion check. Oh, uh, 22. Jesus Christ. Nice. So you send up a prayer. You just get... You I like get, how you said Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get two words that come back. They don't sound like anybody you know necessarily. You're the words uh, protect him. Protect him. And then we're back to Bazell's performance check. 18. With an 18, you're going to give everyone a bonus of plus three to their initiative rolls as they're inspired by your, your performance as you and Otis kick it off. So the, the bass harp and the ocarina kind of combine to make sort of an eerie Kind of an eerie note, I would think, like the <laughs> the low strings and like the high pitched flute, but uh, it sounds clean. And Otis is shining from your hero vision spell. Uh, and sure enough, the spinning happens, and a couple figures start to emerge from the fiery pit as a couple firebolts like randomly f- just fire out of the lava and miss people. But obviously, it's a hostile environment, uh, and we'll stop there at, at initiative. For next time. Love it. Time. Well, Ba-ba-bum. yeah, we haven't had a fight in uh, two sessions. Dude, it's been a minute. It's been a, it, but it's been a slow burn setting it up, and I'm really, <laughs> I, I'm feeling this. So cool. This may be death. All right, boys. Fun okay. session. Fun. Good stuff. Hopefully, we're not yeah. getting smoked next session. Yeah, not kidding. <laughs> yeah, we'll see.